It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. So come over to the site now and uh, check out all the stuff I've done at Sporting News, looking at uh, teams heading into training camp and previous shows here on Locked On Fantasy Football. We've been looking at the production from last year, the final results of fantasy scoring for 2017, how they relate to the 2018 uh, current rankings updated. The consensus expert version there on Fantasy Pros. We'll continue with that. We've looked at quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Now we circle back to tight ends to look at them from this perspective. And again, you can catch up on the shows and old articles on Facebook, Vinny Iyer, and Twitter, Vinny Iyer as well, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we look at the tight ends, and it's very parallel to what we have from last year. This is a position where there's a lot of translation there pretty naturally, and you have to start at the top. Rob Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, and Zach Ertz were the three top tight ends last year in terms of uh, points per game and overall points. 12.2, 10.0, 9.2. This is in standard, not PPR. Kelsey, it's a little bit better for him in PPR because of uh, the touchdowns not being as there for Gronkowski and Ertz. So when you look at this here, Gronkowski, Kelsey, and Ertz are your top three tight ends here going into the season. When you look at that, Gronkowski, health-wise, everything is fine. He's coming off a big year. We know that he's always an injury risk. If he gets through one season healthy, it's a bigger risk the following season that he's going to stay healthy. But for right now, you have to believe it. Things have actually gone uptick for him. The Patriots with no Brandon Cooks, no Julian Edelman early. So Gronkowski is really set up to build on that place. Well, Zach Ertz has a little bit of a flux situation at quarterback, figuring out if Carson Wentz is going to be out there in week one with Nick Foles, but everything is pretty much parallel. There's no Trey Burton either or Brent Selleck, so they're breaking in a rookie, Dallas Goddard. So things go up for Ertz there. Kelsey, however, when you look at the situation, the Chiefs did add Sammy Watkins in the mix, a legitimate number two receiver there to work in with Tyreek Hill, and they have a new quarterback there, and Patrick Mahomes is going to be more about throwing the ball downfield. He's going to have to find the chemistry elsewhere. So I think with this one, I go with uh, Gronkowski, Ertz, Kelsey in that order. And uh, uh, it's so close between Ertz and Kelsey. The variables are less for Ertz where you go that way. Now, you look at number four last year in terms of uh, 
total points at 7.1, but Evan Ingram, who got going late, was uh, 7.3. So he was actually ahead of Jimmy Graham. So it was Jimmy Graham and Evan Ingram back-to-back in some order. We know Jimmy Graham is in a different situation right now. In the rankings, they're 5 and 6 there overall. Graham, very touchdown dependent, so that's really his value now. He's not stretching the field amount. Ingram was a very big scorer, but in this offense with uh, Pat Shermer behind uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard, he could be very much like Kyle Rudolph. And keep in mind that Kyle Rudolph was the number six scoring tight end uh, to bring him up. 6.3 points per game last year. Rudolph is eighth here. A little bit of change there with Kirk Cousins at quarterback. So part of why Rudolph is down is the fact that uh, you've got uh, Ingram in the mix rising there and uh, Jimmy Graham in a good situation where he's going to finish a lot of drives. Could be the same exact player he was in Seattle. A lot of short touchdowns there for Graham playing off Devontae Adams. Ingram is going to be a finisher as well in that offense. Sterling Shepard has never been a big touchdown guy. So Graham and Ingram, I think I go Ingram more for the upside and the usage elsewhere on the field. While Graham, you're going to sit there for the touchdowns, but they're going to be there in bunches. Now the fourth guy was not on the board last year, for most of last year with the injury, was Greg Olson. And with Greg Olson, you look at uh, his production from last year, very limited with the injury, so you really can't play too much into it. But he's fully healthy. This is a tight end, North Turner, friendly offense here for him. So four still seems pretty high for an older tight end. Now they also have DJ Moore in the mix and another big-time target with there, Devin Funches, to draw some attention away from Olsen. So there are some variables at play with Olsen. He's pretty high at number four there overall. He's actually... Uh, his ADP is actually six, so he's going down below that. But in most cases, uh, people are looking at Graham and Ingram in that order ahead of Olsen that mix. And I think there's definitely a Graham Ingram lean there over Olsen. And uh, from the history and production there is lining up well. And Rudolph, I think it makes sense there at eight. The question is Delaney Walker at seven. He was the number seven scoring tight end last year, 6.3 points per game. He goes in exactly at that ranking now. I think Delaney Walker, just because his options dry up at this position a little bit there at tight end, where you look at the rest of it, and it's really in relation to who's next, why you like Delaney Walker that high in scoring. So it doesn't think it's too crazy, but you also have Jonu Smith in the mix. You have uh, Corey Davis going to carve out a bigger role here for the Titans offense. This year could be a little bit more Deion Lewis as well. So some intermediate options there to distract Walker away from Marcus Merida. We had Matt LaFleur run the offense in Los Angeles last year at the Rams. You had Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby weren't too much of a factor. Walker gets the job done. He's been consistent here in his late stages of career after he left San Francisco. But there could be a drop-off at any point, and I'd rather go for the upside guy there and Ingram represents that in that same range. Now we're talking about these guys in the future and the upside and that's what you're looking at. The, the young tight ends are coming. We mentioned Dallas Godert could be a big factor at some point in Philadelphia as a co-tight end. You, 
Ingram was a top rookie last year. George Kittle is someone we'll talk about in a little bit. Who are the next big things at tight end coming out? Uh, well, you got to check uh, Locked On NFL Draft here on the Locked On NFL Network. John Ledyard, Trevor Sikama take you into next year's top talent now as uh, college football season gets underway. And uh, I'm pleased to announce that we'll also have some college football shows here on the Locked On Network. So we're expanding to that. We're already all over the NFL. We've got two fantasy shows in the NFL and NBA. We've got NBA fully covered, uh, baseball, and now we're adding college sports. So exciting things to know about what's coming around the corner in the NFL in, as we look at college football right now. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now we get into some interesting uh, tight end looks here as we look at the production from last year going into the projections of this year, according to Fantasy Pros and the both cases and we're in standard leagues here talking about standard there and to me with some of the tight ends not getting the same kind of volume and some uh kind of split situations they're kind of uh one and the same now number nine in the rankings is trey burton so there's no surprise or secret with trey burton he's out there as a guy that you're going to look at and you know trey burton the situation is very good in Chicago. You have to kind of look more in relation to what guys did in Chicago last year. Actually, as a backup, he had 4.1. He had Zach Miller in Chicago doing 4.5 last year points per game. So when you look at that uh, comparison there for uh, Miller and uh, Burton, that's where you have to look a little bit for the production. So you combine that, I think you're looking at 6 to 7 points per game from Burton and that puts him right in that range he's going right at that nine spot so with Burton you got to get a little creative look at who was a tight end last year a little bit of a defensive chain or offensive change there you know Travis Kelsey some of the elements of him is going to be so he's going to be a guy with massive upside where you wait after that early round and uh, go for him there when the the first dust of tight ends have been settled you look at Jordan Reed he's averaged 5.5 points per game so much better than his overall total. We know his overall total ranked 41 at the position last year, so way down there, not even in close to backup range, was the injury tie-in. Now he's going to lose uh, Kirk Cousins, but he gains Alex Smith, and we know that bumped up for Travis Kelsey last year with Alex Smith in there. So a whole bunch of things to consider there as uh, Jordan Reed is a big sleeper, but... I think I'm more interested in uh, some younger guy with less injury issues. When you look there at the scoring, you have Cameron Brait at number eight behind Delaney Walker. Now, Cameron Brait is nowhere to be seen in this third to fourth tier of tight ends. He's actually ranked 18th in the consensus rankings, and that's pretty low. And you look at uh, O.J. Howard, he's 17th. 
there in scoring. Last year, as they split, O.J. Howard is actually down there ahead of Cameron Braid in the rankings. 14. I think this is a mistake. When you look at Braid and Howard, not much has changed here. You're still going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick early and taking a few games like he did last year versus uh, James Winston. The offense is the same. So I don't see how this suddenly changes with Howard being the better blocker, Braid being the better receiver. And uh, Red Zone guy's got the Harvard connection early. He's got the big connection with James Winston. So Braid, I think, is still a bit underrated. People are not excited about him, but there's a reason they signed him to a big deal even with a two tight end set. Now, you look at Jack Doyle. He was number nine in scoring, and he was very productive. And some people are a little bit scared away with uh, Eric Ebron, who, by the way, was 13th in scoring. We look at Ebron as being a big disappointment with the Lions last year, but 5.9 points a game for Doyle, 5 for Ebron. So something could develop here again. You look at Doyle, he's number 12, and uh, Ebron is number 16 in the rankings. So that kind of reflects exactly what you'd expect but I, I think you have to keep in mind that uh, Andrew Luck is coming back as well. So that changes the way they could use both these guys. They don't really have a reliable number two receiver yet to uh, T.Y. Hilton as they try to figure things out with a uh, newcomer there, Ryan Grant, and uh, Chester Rogers. So you could see a lot of Ebron out there. So both of these guys, I think, are in good value situations to produce there. Now, Jason Witten was the number 10 we know he's retired and he's not going to be part of this mix so that lets somebody else slide up in the rankings it was jordan reed at 10 but number 11 is the guy that's interesting is george kittle kittle averaged 4.2 points per game last year limited work but he was also sharing a lot of uh, spotlight there with garrett Selleck, who actually averaged more 4.4 so Second year, Kittle, as I mentioned, 11. I don't think this is crazy for him because when you combine what Selleck did, I think Selleck will be less of a factor. And with Kittle doing just basic things there, it was uh, 8.6 points per game at tight end. And that was not with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for a full year as well. So all these things factor in where Kittle is going to be a hot sleeper. And it makes sense where Kittle is ahead of Doyle because I think Kittle and Selleck, the separation is more in Kittle's favor versus Doyle. Versus Ebron, which I think is going to be a little bit more balanced last year than last year. You look at David Njoku. He's number 22 overall. He only had 3.9 points per game. Speaking of second-year tight ends, but uh, he's 13th in the rankings. and They've said they're going to be a big role for David Njoku. Actually, it helps if Josh Gordon is out there. Right now, Josh Gordon didn't report to camp. So Jarvis Landry, you know, David Njoku. We know what uh, Tyrod Taylor did with Charles Clay. So that's some of that. Parallel comes through when you look at Charles Clay at 5.2 points per game. So Kittle, I think you have Kittle and Ingram ahead of Njoku there. But Njoku definitely has some upside here if you look at what he could do, what Charles Clay produces. The Browns' uh, tight end by committee last year was a little bit hurtful to him, but I think Njoku covers out a bigger role and is going to live up to that borderline tight end 1-2 kind of situation there and a much better value than Howard who's ranked 14th now Tyler Eifert to me you have to take off the board excuse you don't know when you look at 11 actually Tyler Croft 5.5 points per game so he was a tight end one there overall not the most exciting but when you look at it overall Croft get the job done so 
Eifert is not there, and we know that Eifert is not healthy right now. I'd much rather have Tyler Croft, who is now going 29th in the in the rankings and 37th overall. I think people are a little bit too optimistic about Eifert, looking at him as 15th, overall 15th in ADP. I just think with a guy that's not playing, you have to uh, go in a different direction. Now, this is a bit of a head-scratch to me. 17 is Charles Clay. I think he can easily be behind Ebron who's 16th, he should be well beyond Ebron, and Cameron Braid is 18th. Charles Clay lost Tyrod Taylor. He had a good chemistry there. 19th overall in scoring, 5.2 points per game last year, and that was with Tyrod Taylor. 17th, I don't see any reason why you'd bump him up. I get it. New quarterbacks in there, maybe Josh Allen plays in a security blanket, but they also have Nick O'Leary there at tight end rising, and then you have uh, Zay Jones, and... Kelvin Benjamin. So you have some other guys that can do some catch radius stuff there ahead of Charles Clay. So I'm going to really fade Clay Hart there when you look at the tight end spot in that tier 4-5 area. Now, I've been uh, busy this offseason trying to get in shape here. And uh, sometimes it's hard to find to get time to go to the gym. We've all got a busy schedule. If you need the motivation of a trainer or group class, but that's time-consuming, do you ever wish the gym could come to you? Well, I'm pleased to say that Nordic Track is aboard as a new sponsor of this podcast, and they also have a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts and the convenience of your own home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, and strength trainers. You can join high-energy streamed workouts online any time of the day without stepping out the door. You can join... These stream workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. And the workouts are led by the top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. And that's what we're all trending to here before we get into the grind of the NFL and fantasy football season. Best of all, there's a special offer for Locked On Fantasy Football listeners. You can get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash Locked on, that's nordictrack.com slash locked on, and using the offer code locked on. Again, visit nordictrack.com, that's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K.com slash locked on. Use the offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. That's a great deal. Take advantage of it now, and we thank them again for sponsoring the podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now we'll close in our look at uh, some tight end uh, getting deep and looking at some sleepers here at the bottom and see their production and what we can learn from last year and where they could do. You have Hunter Henry at 12. We know he's not going to be playing this year. You have Vernus Davis at 14 in the scoring. Jared Cook, 15th there in the scoring from last year. Ranked 19th, going 20th. 
And Jared Cook, you figure with the John Gruden, things are going to be a little bit better. I don't think you can buy too much into Jordy Nelson as being the consistent threat there. So when you look overall, Cook is going to need to be involved here behind Cooper and Nelson. Nelson is slowing down a little bit. So Cook, I think 15th, you have to put him in that borderline for tight end one because he can't produce well. It's completely hard to trust him, but this particular offense, he's been settled for a while, and you can look at him there. Now, Austin Severian Jenkins only averaged 4.0 points per game. There was a bit of a hype there, but he kind of disappeared there with the Jets. In Jacksonville, you have to look at uh, the production there of tight ends. Mercedes Lewis had 4.0. Lewis is now gone. Severian Jenkins is going to have a big role there for Jacksonville. So there's about six to seven points to be had on average per game. So that that makes you uh, kind of be intrigued by Austin Severian Jenkins. He's going to be a big part of their offense. They need a red zone threat without uh, Allen Robinson in there either. So that's going to help with Blake Bortles. So we'll have to see how it goes. But I think he's the hyphen that you go after instead of Ricky Seals-Jones, who just had a little bit of an off-the-field incident here that's going to hurt his uh, production. But we just not 100% sure on Ricky Seals-Jones. Jermaine's Grisham. Jermaine Gresham is there. When you look at Seals-Jones, he averaged 3.5 points per game last year, but he had those spikes with Blaine Gabbert, and this is a different receiving core where you don't have John Brown, Jerron Brown. You're trying to find some other options from Larry Fitzgerald with the new quarterback group totally here. So Seals-Jones, there's a bit of a hype here, but I think it's going down a little bit, especially with that off-field indiscretion and uh, where he can go. Now Benjamin Watson I think is a bit underrated He's 16th from scoring from last year, and that was with the Ravens. He's now with the Saints, and he'd had a very productive season scoring with the Saints the last time he was there. So number 22 on the board, that's a pretty big disparity. Number 6 from where he scored. So I think things are going to bump up for Watson. So he's a sleeper tight end, too, that could uh, give you a little bit more value than you think. Now this is a popular, popular sleeper, and for many reasons it's Vance McDonald. And... Came over from the Steelers, getting settled. They've been hinting that he could have a big role here for the Steelers. We had Jesse James. We know he's a flash in the pan a little bit with his production last year for the Steelers. So you can go game to game where you don't know what you're going to get from uh, Jesse James. So now you look at uh, this legitimate receiver there in Vance McDonald. And someone who can give you a little bit more from uh, game to game. Here as a more natural receiver than Jesse James. So that, this is a good development here when you look overall at this uh, Steelers pass game. Last year, James was 26th, right ahead of uh, Safarian Jenkins behind Burton. And that was as a regular tight end when uh, Safarian Jenkins was working on the offense. Burton was a pure backup in Philadelphia. So that's <laughs> not great for James. So McDonald has a shot at some six points here. So a sleeper per week, that's for sure. Austin Hooper, I think you have to keep fading him. He's 24th. Last year he was 18th in scoring overall, 4.4 points per game. We want to see a little bit more. There's been some hype, and he had that big game early in the year, but didn't quite do anything after that. So 24th, I think it makes sense to drop him a little bit in the rankings. We do have a first rookie show up at 25, and right behind him, Mike Gisicki is Hayden Hurst at 26. I just, not crazy about these guys. I don't think you're going to get the things that you saw from Evan Ingram from either 
of the situation you're going to see. Maybe these guys step up in year two, but just not feeling it with the no track record at all. Now, Antonio Gates, we've been wondering if he's going to sign and be out there. That's not the case. He's still in retirement there. But keep in mind, he was 29th. That was with Hunter Henry active, however. Hunter Henry was a very solid tight end in fantasy last year. 3.1 points per game. So you'd think Gates could do a little bit more, but I would just proceed with caution here because he's been up and in shape. He hasn't played here in a while, so it's hard to trust that he'll do anything there. A couple more of the guys that we'll look at is kind of related to how they moved was Luke Wilson. He's actually number 28th there in the rankings. He was 35th, 3.0 points per game. We have to see any other tight end in uh, Detroit can uh, carve out a big role here, but Wilson is somebody that I'm watching just because he could have a big role in this passing game as the Lions kind of spread things out a little bit. Now, we mentioned Tyler Croft at 29 on the way up. J- Jesse James at 30 on the way down. Garrett Selleck, you have to drop down. Then Nick Vanette for now going into that Seattle situation. I'm not looking at him. I'm looking more at Ed Dixon as the guy there. He's number 36 in the rankings there. So we're getting a little deep, but a guy that you can take a flyer on late here in your draft. And Ed Dixon, he was a valuable backup to Greg Olson. Produces when needed for this team. 3.6, he was actually 28th in scoring, even though he was the backup and only really played or expanded role at times when needed for Olsen being out. So Dixon is in the mix, and I would definitely consider him there as uh, someone that I would look more as a tight end two and not as a tight end three on your team. So there you have it. That's going as probably as deep as we want to go at tight end. There's still a lot of questions. We'll have a show later on all the positions of very deep, deep sleepers, guys that you want to may announce as uh, the final picks in your draft here. So all kinds of things to consider there when looking at tight ends. But the first thing you want to do is look at where teams have finished and players finished in scoring last year. And I try to kind of apply that to this year, considering personnel changes and scheme changes and all that good stuff. And we've been doing that through all the positions, quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, and finished it up here with tight end. So thanks so much for listening. Please check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Network and uh, make sure you're subscribed to get Locked On Fantasy Football to you on a regular basis. It's your daily, weekly fix of great stuff here. And uh, we'll keep on bringing it as we get closer to the season. We'll be ready to uh, heighten the content and uh, give you all that you need to dominate your draft from a different perspective and uh, have you rolling into the regular season. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.